After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Well, hello, 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 hello. Uh, my name is William Lawson, and this is Fight Back 2020. I just had to come on tonight. I just had to. I really didn't have a choice. You know, just watched the State of the Union address. You know, and, and I tell you, most times I can pass on those. Most times I do. Most time, And most times I do. Most times I pass on those because, quite frankly, they're dull. They're boring. Um, they are typically a a laundry, just a laundry list of what the, um, the president and the administration want to focus on in the next... You know what in their next year uh you know and they they get with the um office of, of budget and everybody gets their um their you know their christmas wish list and then what and that sort of develops what the priorities are it shouldn't be that way but it is and um and normally it's just a laundry list of that and their applause moments yay and uh, and as of late you know people have been bringing gas to the gallery to illustrate why they need this or that. And normally it's boring. Frankly, it, normally it's boring. Everybody behaves. Uh, nobody yells out, you lie. You know what? No one no one wears the same clothes or whatever. Uh, you know, and nobody's all dressed in white. Uh, you know, there's no handmaiden tales going on. No, I mean, normally nothing. It, it's, uh, it's full of pomp and circumstance. Um, and tradition from the years, and that's what it usually is. And normally, I don't watch, and frankly, normally you don't watch either. Normally, most people don't watch because most people they find it boring and 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 not 
not germane to their lives. So now that there are people who are upset about what happened tonight, it's, it's, you know, it's really funny because they're only upset about what happened tonight because it was Trump. Now we're going to get to some of what happened tonight um, here in a little bit. But this was this was different. But we what we knew was that this was all sort of baked into the cake. This this is a different cat. Um, just like I you know I said when Barack Obama was in office, Barack Obama was a different cat. You know, a lot of Republicans were like, "What is this guy doing? Who's this guy think he is?" And and Barack Obama was a different cat, completely uh, separate and detached from what had gone on and how things had gone on in the past. You know, tradition didn't matter to him very much. You know, he thought he thinks he kind of thought like I did. Um, slavery was a tradition, not a really good idea, but a tradition anyway. So he would break with with tradition and protocol all the time. And I and, and, and frankly, I I'm, I was OK with that. But a lot of people, a lot of conservatives, a lot of Republicans were always like, oh, I can't believe he's doing it. No respect for the institution, blah, 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 blah. Um, and now, you know, and then we get Trump who, who breaks with the tradition and basically craps on, um, you know, protocol freaking all the time. And tonight, my opinion was one of those times. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. All right. Well, we, I, I'll tell you all about it. When we get back, thank you ever so much for coming to Fight Back 2020. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be back right after these messages. You know, every man my age should have three things, in my opinion. First, should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop, located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com Hi, this is Willie Lawson. You know, with so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. Yeah, Flipboard curates the world story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24 when you see stories that you want to save or share just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections it's that simple 
It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. All right. Again, welcome. Welcome back to um, Fightback 2020. My name is Willie Lawson. Uh, Fightback 2020 is a production of Fightback uh, Media Network. We appreciate you being with us this evening or this morning or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, like I said, I, I just watched pretty much and or listened to most of the uh, State of the Union address. Uh, you know, I just got off work and I listened to a lot of it in the car and then I got home and watched the um, the the lion share of it with my wife. And I got to tell you, you know what? And I tweeted and I and I didn't tweet this because I'm sick of Twitter. Uh, but I posted this on Facebook that that the, the president is just owning. Owning. The State of the Union address. Um, normally, like I said in the open, uh, State of the Union addresses are basically a laundry list of the priorities that the uh, the president wants to to do the next year. You know, just, just sort of this is how we, this is how we're doing. Here's where our numbers are, and here's what we want to do. That's generally what the State of the Union address is supposed, is supposed to be about, and it was for the most part that the president talked about uh, record unemployment uh, record. Lows and, and you know what in unemployment. He talked about record highs in the stock market. He talked about all the things that uh, have happened um, under his administration. Talked about all that, um, and then went through uh, with some programs that they wanted to initiate. Some of the programs actually got applause from both sides of the aisle, even all the women dressed in white. Um, to celebrate the, um, in, you know, in 2019, to celebrate the 100th anniversary of women's suffrage in America and let the president know they were out there. But, um, so we saw that. Uh, but we but we saw something we did, you know, we haven't seen. We had seen um, presidents have guests in the gallery and normally they have guests in the gallery to accentuate the point of the stuff that they want or the things that they've done. Um, it seemed to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed to me that this particular, this particular state of the union address had a little bit more of that than I'm used to. And it seemed to bother, it seems to bother the hell out of, out of the drive by media. Um, it seems to bother them incredibly. They, they called it well-produced because there was a lot of it. There was a lot. I, I got to tell you, there was a lot of it. Um, interesting. Um, we're going to go through some of the president's guests. Uh, one of the guests was uh, was a dude named, by, dude named Joshua Smith from Paducah, Kentucky. Joshua's brother, Channing Smith, was a 16-year-old from Tennessee who committed suicide last September. Prior to his death, Channing had suffered from a cyber, cyber assault on social media by students from his high school. Joshua described Channing as the sweetest kid on earth who loved playing musical instruments and riding, and riding his motorcycle. So when he asked him for more money for mental health issues, 
this is an example, right? Um, this example I thought was 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 great. It was Robert and Ellie Schneider, uh, Schneider from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Ellie was born at just 21 weeks and six days. She's one of the youngest babies to survive in the United States. With the help of an incredible medical team and the presence of her parents and the other community, Ellie kept beating the odds, exceeding milestones, and fighting for life. Today, Ellie is happy. Ellie is happy, healthy, two-year-old girl who brings endless joy to her mother, Robin, and the entire family. Now, <laughs> Robin is holding Ellie up. Ellie is two years old and friggin' exhausted, and is having none of it. She's not crying, but she's having none of it. But she was used as an example to do more research um, for prenatal care and prenatal surgery. And he attached, this is, this is Trump genius, attached the idea of ending late-term abortions. Hmm. Very well produced, very... It just it just went very well. And earlier on, because I heard this one on the radio, um, a gentleman by the name of Tony Rankins from Cincinnati, Ohio, after serving in the United States Army in Afghanistan, Tony Rankins suffered from, from PTSD and became addicted to drugs. He lost his job and his family, served, in, served several prison sentences, ended up living out of his car. A company called R Investments helped train Tony in carpentry, painting, and brickwork and other construction trades. Today, he works in an opportunity zone. He was talking, again, it's one of those things where the president is talking about what they did. And opportunity zones is one of the things that have come up recently. Where there are zones that, uh, with tax breaks, people can come in and invest in communities. And they're everywhere across the country. I think there are 7,000 Opportunity zones, and someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I think there's like 7,000 opportunity zones around the country. And um, so our investments came in and um, invested in this area and is a construction company that gave this guy, uh, Mr. Rankins, all these all these new tools to use. Um, I'm, not talking, I'm talking about physical tools. I'm talking about the ability to do carpentry and painting and brickwork. And now he works in an opportunity zones in, in Cincinnati, Ohio. And his new job has helped him overcome his drug addiction, and, and he's now re reunited with his family. Another another applause moment, another tear jerking, jerking moment, of course. Um, you know, so so again, this this um, this union is is chock full of these moments. And if you thought that that was too much, um, I like this one. Uh, Deputy Chief Raul Ortiz from Del Rio. Um, Deputy Chief Ortiz has helped protect America's homeland for nearly three decades. Uh, prior to joining the U.S. Border Patrol in 1991, Ortiz served in the United States Army. In 2019, he became Chief Patrol Officer for the Del Rio sector, which made him responsible for all Border Patrol operations in 41 Texas counties, including 210 miles of border between the United States and Mexico. Recently, Ortiz was, was promoted to Deputy Chief of U.S. Border Patrol, the second in command for more than 20,000 agents and professional staff. His awards include the Superior Civilian uh, for Service Medal among the Department of Defense's highest civilian honors. Now, why did he introduce him? It's because 
the president, and this was this was lovely how, how this happened. Uh, the president led up to talking about supporting our, our our first responders and supporting our law enforcement officers, including ICE agents. Now it was cool. It was funny to watch. It was cool while people were talking about supporting the police. Yay! yay. And then when he said ICE agents, you could hear this this rumble from the um, from the left side of the of the arena uh, of the arena of the house. And then he introduces this guy, and you've got to applaud him. I mean, you have to stay. You have to at least applaud him. Well, not everybody did. Not everybody did. Uh, Who else was there? Carl and Marsha Mueller from Prescott, Arizona. Carl and Marsha Mueller's daughter, Kayla, was a devoted humanitarian aid worker who was kidnapped by ISIS on her way back from um, from a doctor's uh, without borders hospital in, in Aleppo. Uh, Kayla was held captive and tortured by the leader of ISIS, Abdu Bakir al-Baghdadi, who is dead now. At least we got bipartisan uh, applause on Baghdadi being dead. Um, she was murdered on October 26, 2019. President Trump ordered a successful U.S. forces raid that killed uh, Baghdadi. At least there was applause there. And, and as you watched, um, actually, uh, her parents, her father more than anybody, become extremely emotional. It was. It's just hard not to, it's just hard not to be affected. Paul Morrow from Montgomery, Alabama, Paul is a United States Army veteran. Uh, after leaving the military, started a successful contracting business today. Is building new concrete plant in the op- in another opportunity zone in Montgomery, Alabama. This is a new plant that will help support several brand new F thirty five jets that are stationed in the region. This is more opportunity zones. Now, if you've not heard of opportunity zones, please let me know, and I can get you to somebody who understands it and who knows how to manipulate um, the ins and outs of, of investing in Opportunity Zones, send me an email, wls860 at gmail.com, wls860 at gmail.com. I can get you that information if you want to invest in Opportunity Zones. But anyway, uh, that's on the side. Let's see, who else? Oh, this was cool. I'm sorry, but it was cool. This this young man, uh, Leon Lam- Lamfer from Scottsdale, Arizona, an eighth grade, an eighth grader, Leon Lampier is the great grandson of Tus- Tuskegee Airman Charles McGee. Um, Leon hopes to r- write the next chapter in his family's remarkable story by attending the Air Force Academy and eventually going going to space. Uh, last summer, he was the top graduate of the Aerospace Career Education Program, sponsored by the Organization of Black Aerospace Professionals, um, supported by the Tuskegee Airmen. Now. The cool part was um, that he got honored by being mentioned by the president at the State of the Union address, but that wasn't that wasn't the that wasn't the end of it. Um, his grandfather, his, excuse me, his great grandfather is a guy named Charles McGee. Now, if you watch the Super Bowl Sunday, you've already seen Charles McGee. Charles McGee was the guy in what was a gentleman in the red shirt. He's a hundred years old, a World War II veteran. Um, and was involved in the coin toss in the Super Bowl in Miami. What a busy week for a dude who's 100. What have you done this week? 
<laughs> what have you done this week? Uh, anyway, um, and he's retired, obviously. And on uh, yesterday, 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 he was he was awarded uh, or promoted to brigadier general. Uh, retired Brigadier General Charles McGee from Bethesda, Maryland, after earning his wings in 1943. Tuskegee Airman Charles McGee flew a total of 409 aerial fighter combat missions during 30 years of military service. He is a veteran of World War II, the Korean conflict, and the Vietnam War. General McGee recently participated in the Super Bowl. Uh, coin toss and had his, had his stars pinned to his uniform the day of President um Trump's 2020 State of the Union address. Today, he got pinned with his uh, Brigadier Stars. And you're thinking, golly, this, this, this dude is owning this, this State of the Union address. Just freaking owning it. Are you serious? But you know what? He wasn't done yet. Things were just getting started. Just getting started. And uh, so we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with, and, and, and let you know, if you didn't know what happened, what happened. It just, it just got, it just got nuttier from there. We'll be back right after these messages. This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, the network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at ARM Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our n number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. Are you someone who wants to give more? Are you someone who wants to donate more to your favorite charity or even your favorite podcast and you just don't have the money because you got too much credit card debt already? Well, I've got something for both of us. Debt.com. Debt.com is ready to put you into a debt consolidation program that will save you money save your credit rating, and allow you to live your dreams in the way that you would like to live them. That's Debt.com. Give them a call at 877-764-2393. That's 877-764-2393. Get out of debt today.
Welcome back to Fight Back 2020. My name is Willie Lawson. Thank you ever so much for coming. Uh, if you're more, if you're interested in what's going on with Fight Back, go to www.fightbackmedia.com. Fightbackmedia.com, and you scroll down a little bit on, on on the page. You can see a record album. Click on that, and you can and you can click into our our network. It runs 24/7, 365, and you can hear a conglomeration of shows that we do um, that that play on a continuous. A random loop that you can check us out. And you can you can hear what we're talking about at any given time. So we appreciate you. We appreciate you um, tuning into that network. That's a worldwide network. We have listeners from all over the planet. You can be one too. So again, and if you have any and if you have any questions about spot about a sponsorship or you have any any questions about how we do it, what we do, and who we are, just send me an email wls eight six zero at gmail dot com. We were talking about the. Uh, State of the Union address that just completed a little bit ago, and uh, we we're going through some of the guests and um, and 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 up up until then it, it seemed kind of normal, uh, and then for and and for me anyway, it just frankly got a little wacky. Wacky. I don't know if that's the word. I, I think I'm 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 not being fair, but that's kind of the word. It, um, one of the next guests was um, Stephanie and. And Janiah Davis from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Janiah is a fourth grader um, from um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She loves art and math, but for too long has been assigned to a low-performing school. And 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 we talk about this on on, on fight back all the time. We talked about it on, on all the programs I've ever been on that this idea that a lot of black children, a lot of poor children, are stuck in failing school districts because. Teachers unions and, 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 and the educational lobby uh, won't invite in uh, or won't allow in charter schools or or other or, or, or other plans by which to to help kids get out of the uh, of those failing schools. Uh, and and Pennsylvania has been one of those places. Uh, Stephanie is a hardworking single mom who tried to apply for a tax credit scholarship. But due to Pennsylvania governors recently vetoing school choice legislation, Janaya remained amongst the estimated 50,000 students who are on a wait list. Hmm. Applause came. Just sort of, sort of, oh, we, we support you kind of applause. And then as they sat down, the president said, but wait, but wait, I've got some good news for you. There is a opportunity scholarship with your name on it so now you can attend the school of your choice started handing out prizes it was great and i thought wow that is savage absolutely savage but i'm telling you it was not over that's the crazy part it was not over um, Kelly Kelly engage um, Hawk from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Kelly Hawk was at home with her one-year-old son Gage when she learned that her husband, Army Staff Sergeant Christopher Hawk, had been killed while serving in the second tour of duty in Iraq. While on patrol, Staff Sergeant Hawk's fighting vehicle was hit by a roadside bomb supplied by Iranian terrorist Qasim Soleimani. Kelly engaged direct directly suffered from Soleimani's campaign to kill and maim U.S. service members. Last month, President Trump ordered an order, uh, the, order the killing of Soleimani while he was uh, once again trying to initiate attacks on American citizens. 
and, and American service members. So that happened. And of course, that was a big, it was a big applause moment. Um, I'm trying to find, I want to make sure that I get all these people named. I don't want to leave, I don't want to leave anybody out. And I think I'm going to, because that wasn't, because that wasn't the end of it. Um, Rush Limbaugh was in the gallery as well. And this was, and I, and I, and I, and I kind of agree with F Todd about this. This was kind of the F U to the left, sort of the F U to Nancy Pelosi. Um, Rush Limbaugh was in, in the audience. And as a lot of us know, and we reported on the morning report uh, today that um, Rush Limbaugh has been diagnosed with advanced lung cancer. When I saw people are saying stage four lung cancer and um, is in for the battle of his life, literally, literally. And um, he was in the same, he, he was in the, in the seats and the president recognized him and thanked him for, you know, uh, being a voice to, to, to so many Americans. And as Rush sat down, he said, wait, but that's not all. <laughs> this guy is a showman, but that's not all. And he then, right then and there, presented Rush Limbaugh with the, um, the Medal of Freedom uh, um, Award. The Medal of Freedom is the highest civilian honor that a civilian can be given in the United States. Are you kidding me? So he's, we're there at the State of the Union Address, a joint session of Congress, um, the day before this president is um, up for a vote in order to find out if he's going to actually be president day after tomorrow, right? <laughs> and and what he does is that he that he gives the Medal of Freedom Award to the leading conservative talk show host in America right there in the house chambers in the gallery during the State of the Union address in 2020. A freaking savage, absolutely savage move. I thought, I thought just, I was like, and I could say to my wife, this is, this, I couldn't say, I, I won't tell you exactly what I said to her, but it was savage. This was the ultimate F.U., this was the ultimate us against them and we are winning move that he could have possibly done. And I, and I, and I kind of agree with F Todd. This could have been done. Um, this could have been done this afternoon. This could have been done um, tomorrow after the vote. This could have been done any time. It did not have to be done tonight and it did not have to be done at the State of the Union address. It just didn't have to be. Trump wanted to make a point. And it was just, I thought, holy Jesus. It was just savage. And we weren't done yet. Um, a, uh, a mom, military mom, and her two kids, her, her, her daughter and her three-year-old son, were being thanked for their service by the president and then they went to sit down and he said, but wait, we're not done yet, but wait. 
And from the back of the gallery comes who? Her husband, who had been serving overseas. We reunited a military family on national TV during the State of the Union address. And I thought, holy Jesus. Um, it's just it's just freaking owning this, this State of the Union, just owning it. Whatever, and, and, and in a way sort of baiting the Democrats to be negative about it. Just owned it. There was such theater. But it was done in a way that sort of dared the Democrats, troll the Democrats to do anything and say anything negative about it. The only thing that can happen, it really happened, is that they can sort of pretend it didn't happen. That's it. They can do what they normally do. They can pretend it never happened. And that it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is that they, some of us were watching and we saw what happened. We were watching it live. Amazing. I thought, I thought frankly, it was an amazing, outrageous, outrageous thing that, I, that, that, that I'd witnessed. And at the end, and tell me what you think about this, Nancy Pelosi tore up while everybody was standing, clapping as the president was saying goodnight. He was saying, God bless America. She was tearing his speech up. They, you know, they, you know the, the left loves symbolism. They don't want to do anything for real, but they love symbolism. And when asked about it later, she said it was the only polite thing, only polite thing she could have done. Now, she could have been the bigger person. She could have been. But she decided not to be. The president owned the meeting. He had the floor and he took it. You know, uh, my wife and I were talking about these Democrats who, uh, no matter what, are going to sit with their hands folded with scowls on their face the whole time, literally the whole time, as if that's the way um, that they're going to endear um, themselves to the American people. Well, frankly, and tell me what you think about it. I think it's a bad look. I think it's a bad look. I don't think it's a good visual. I don't think it is. I think that people will go, oh, come on. Here's a here's a World War here's a World War two and Korean and Vietnam veteran who was just made a brigadier general. He's a hundred years old. You gotta stand and applaud, and you gotta you gotta hoop and holler for that dude, right? You gotta hoop and holler for that dude. But you're gonna stand there with your arms folded, right? How? It doesn't endear anybody to their cause. I talk, we talked about this um, on a morning report. The idea that the left is really into, and, and actually both sides do this um, to some degree, we're going to insult the other side until they acquiesce to our point. No, we're going to act like four-year-olds and we're going to pout and we're going to make sure that we that we stand against this president no matter what and not legitimize anything he says because we're trying to get people to our point of view. Well, it's it's a stupid, crappy way to do it because it, it's not working. 
Most people are tired of it. Tell me what you think. All right. Well, that was the State of the Union address. And um, so we got to get out of here and make room for somebody else. Thank you ever so much for coming to Fight Back um, 2020. This was the, um, this is the State of the Union 20, uh, State of the Union address 2020. Uh, and listen, again, if you want to know more about Fightback Media, go to fightbackmedia.com. Uh, send me an email at wls860 at gmail.com, wls860 at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Uh, again, thank you ever so much for tuning in. Until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get active care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. No matter where you are in your wellness journey, immune support is crucial. That's why you need quality immune support that you can trust. Nature's Way Sambucus is the elderberry brand that you can count on to provide quality, traditional immune support. We pick our elderberries at their peak to deliver an elderberry extract rather than a juicer or powder so you know you're getting the best of what nature has to offer. Find your way to well with quality immune support from Nature's Way Sambucus. This statement has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.